Hello, welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We're a group of people in Cincinnati, Ohio, who simply love Jesus and want to journey through the ups and downs of our faith together. We're so glad you're here. Currently, we're in our series called Psalms, a curated playlist. Hello, everyone. It is vacation season. And I don't know about you, but since we've all been in our places, in our spaces for a year, I feel like everybody's getting out. I was trying to ask a few people this week, they've gone some places and I was like, is it getting crowded? Do you see more people just having the urge to get out? And I don't know if you're like me, but if you hear somebody who's gone to a place you've been that you really like, are you like, oh, let's have a conversation? Because there's something about a space that we like and you find somebody else likes it too and that connects us. Spaces connect people. And maybe you just had an amazing, relaxing, decompressing vacation. And you can go there in your mind right now. Maybe another place that caught your heart was a time you went out with friends and you totally got lost, but you found your way again. Or maybe you have those memories where it was tourist season and you had your map and you walked everywhere and you learned every bit of history you could find through museums and monuments. Whew. There's something that captures our hearts sometimes. Do you ever go to a space and you feel like, I feel peace here. I feel connected here. I've eaten the food. I've listened to the music. I've been a part of the people. And this space has welcomed me in. There's something special when a city or a place that you go to digs right in your heart. And I have to say that the places we go, they're part of who we become. Cincinnati, not my original home. I grew up an hour and a half south of here in Lexington, Kentucky. Cincinnati was the big city we came to for a day trip. We came up to Kings Island once every year, and I got my dad to ride every roller coaster I could get him on. We came up to the zoo. And even when I was in elementary school, this is how little they had in Lexington back then. We drove all the way here just to go to a museum. We went to the art museum and the children's museum. So when I moved here in college, suddenly I was surrounded by all of these things that had captured my heart when I was a kid. And I dragged my own kid to every single one of them because I was like, I didn't have this when I was growing up. It's right in our backyard. The art museum is right over here. I can walk to it. It's so cool to have come here in Cincinnati and make it my own. I happened to marry a guy who's from Cincinnati. And I didn't know what I was bargaining for, but I got my own personal tour guide. If you haven't met Steve, if you know anything about Steve, he loves Cincinnati. He grew up here. He loves its history. And we would go on dates and he would drive me all sorts of places, neighborhoods I'd never experienced before. But then I got to figure it out. I got the lay of the land. There's the west side and the east side. We've got suburbs and city. And if somebody asks what high school you went to, which is a very Cincinnati thing to do, and somebody says the name of a high school, I know where it is now. I feel like I'm part of the city. That Cincinnati has become my home, my city. I claim it now. And it captured my heart, and I don't know how long you've been here. If you grew up here, or if you've just moved here, I hope that you find that it's starting to become a piece of you. 
Now, the reason I bring up all of this is because today we are in our series called Psalms, a curated playlist. I forgot to give Steve credit for all the photos of Cincinnati that we saw on the screen. Psalms, a curated playlist. Today in Psalm 122, we're going to look at a prayer, but it's a prayer for a city. David was praying for his city, the city of Jerusalem, and his passion and love for a place and a space. I hope maybe you can be reminded of some places and spaces that capture your heart as well. Let's look at Psalm 122, and I'll begin with just the first verse and the opening. First, we have to see that it says, a song of ascents, and then it says of David. We know David is the one who wrote this psalm. And verse 1 simply begins, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Now, I wanted us to keep that little bit that said it was a song of ascent. Because if you look through scripture, if you look in Psalms, there are several of them that are marked a song of ascent. And as best we know, these were songs that were sung as people went up to the temple. Because the temple in Jerusalem was on a hill. And people would travel there and go worship at the temple and you would begin below and you would move up. And so we had the opportunity in 2005 to go to the city of Jerusalem. And again, Steve was our wonderful photographer. Can you see how there's a wall? So there, that is the old city. And at the top where the gold dome is, is where the temple would have sat. And now if you flip to the next slide... I want us to see how there's, see there's some green valley over here on the left. And if you click to the next one, I think we zoomed in. And you can kind of see a building down here. And can you see how much of a hill that would be? If you were coming from the nearby areas, you would have this ascent. And we had the opportunity to begin our, a walk one day from the bottom and go to the top. And we read one of these Psalms along the way. But again, as we said, we're not just reading the scripture, they were singing it. And they especially would sing these psalms during festivals, where God's people were called into Jerusalem for big, big days. Passover, you've likely heard of, when God's people celebrate the end of their slavery, or Shavuot, which is the first fruits harvest. Or Sukkot, the festival of shelters, when they celebrate the end of harvest. And they remember as they moved about as God's people and they lived in temporary shelters. These three festivals celebrate God's providence, his provision. And people were asked to go, called to go into Jerusalem on these special days and to celebrate. So let's read the next verses And imagine that this isn't just David singing by himself, that thousands of people are gathering to Jerusalem together to celebrate. And they're singing these words. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord according to the statute given to Israel. There stand the thrones for judgment the thrones of the house of David. So David is standing there and he's been in this city. He lives in this city. He's been here many times, but it's a different space to suddenly have people 
coming in. If you've ever been in Cincinnati, when there would be like Taste of Cincinnati or something big downtown and just lots of people come in, you suddenly feel an energy. And David is sensing that. And maybe that's why he burst into song. But in ancient times, cities were not, they were associated, especially with the deities where they would be praised. In Mesopotamia and Egypt, historians found hymns written to the gods and the goddesses whose temple was in each city. Yahweh is the name that God said for his people to call him. And he wanted a place where his name could dwell. In Deuteronomy chapter 12, he says that you are to seek the place the Lord your God will choose from among all your tribes to put his name there for his dwelling. To that place, you must go. Jerusalem became the place where Yahweh's name was known. His temple was eventually built by David's son Solomon. And it not only was a city that was great and a center of commerce, a center of politics, but it was a center for worship. God was placing his name there. And so It says that the tribes were going to go up and they were supposed to worship according to the statute given to Israel. What was that statute? If we keep reading in Deuteronomy verses 6 to 7, it says, This is what the people were supposed to do on these special days, on these festivals when they got to Jerusalem. There, bring your burnt offerings and sacrifices, your tithes and special gifts, what you have vowed to give and your freewill offerings and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. There in the presence of the Lord your God, you and your families shall eat and rejoice in everything you have put your hand to, because the Lord your God has blessed you. So notice, as people gather in Jerusalem, they have two things to do. Sacrifice and celebrate. We've talked before about ancient feasts, and sometimes we think of worship services being very solemn before the Lord, and they can be, and they are. And people are supposed to bring sacrifice, and that is a solemn moment to say, God has given us this provision. We give back a piece of hit to worship him and thank him. But then it says, you're supposed to eat and rejoice together with your friends and your family And it says, in the presence of God. God wants to be invited to the party. When Jesus was on earth, he went to celebrations. He went to weddings. He went to feasts. Because God didn't just want solemn. He wanted to be right there with the singing and the dancing and the eating. All this is part of worship. So when God's people were called to Jerusalem, imagine worship services, imagine sacrifices, and imagine feasts and fun. That is what we see. That is what Jerusalem is being filled with as they sing on their way. Now, when we were in Jerusalem, uh, if you want to pop up the first picture, we visited the Western Wall, which, so that wall is the closest thing left to where the temple would have been. And Jewish people still today go and worship there and all are invited to go and pray at that wall. You can write your prayers out on small pieces of paper and roll it up and stuff it in the wall. And if you hit the next photo, Steve took a photo of his prayer among the others stuffed in the wall. 
And we actually saw that people had come to Jerusalem to pray at this wall and to celebrate. If you can see, there's a line of people kind of in the middle here. There's a border. The top section, that's the men's section, and the bottom is where the women would go in, each as they pray. But some people wanted to come to celebrate there. So they met at the wall, and there was a bar mitzvah happening while we visited that day. And so the the women gathered from one side. They stood on chairs to peek over the wall. And a, a young boy recited scripture. And it was his day to celebrate becoming a man. So we got to witness celebration happening within Jerusalem. Now let's finish our psalm and get to the big prayer. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, David wrote. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls, security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. If you look at the word Jerusalem, can you see the word shalom, peace? it in there. Jerusalem is called city of peace. Yet we know from history, we see in the news right now, it is not always a place filled with peace. Yet that is what David is singing about. And you see this longing. I mean, there's a wall built around the city for a reason. It's not been a place of peace. If you look at the old city, as we were discussing, There are four different groups of people who claim heart and soul and love of this city. There's a Jewish quarter, Muslim quarter, Armenian quarter, and the Christian quarter. So right within these walls, people are moving about on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes there might be a bit of friction because they all have heart and soul for this city. And yet you still feel some division. When we were there, we went out and actually drove beyond Jerusalem. And if you hit the next photo, you see a wall. There were some borders being put up between Palestine and Israel. And as we crossed the border, our bus was checked with military people with guns in hand. There's not peace right now. There's not peace. With people who have such a similar heritage yet are so far apart. So we keep praying and seeking for peace. With all of this in mind, I feel like what we need to remember is that to pray for peace isn't just an empty prayer. It's not just saying something offhand. It takes effort. It takes action. That if we pray for peace, that people also need to be willing to enact that peace. And that's how I feel like this informs what we can get out of Psalm 122 today. Just as David prayed for the peace of Jerusalem, we can pray for the peace of our city here in Cincinnati where Echo was located. We talked in December about different types of peace that Jesus brought when he came to earth. Two of those were relational peace between people and eternal peace between people and God. And I think those are two very important types of peace that we can pray for here in Cincinnati. Yet it boils down to this challenge for us. 
Pray, but don't just pray. Echo is right here in this city. And we said, even if you live farther from the city limits, we try to minister here, to be active here, to come into the city and make a difference and be a presence here. We don't want to just pray for Cincinnati. We want to do more than pray. We want to be here. And one of the ways that you can get into a city and a city can get into you is by serving, by interacting with people. Wherever you live, walk your streets of your neighborhood, see buildings and businesses, see people and pets. Go to your local coffee spot enough that they know your name when you walk in. Meet your neighbors for a cleanup day. And when you pick up trash on the passageways outside on the sidewalks, you start to love a city in a different way. Join your community council. When you make decisions and you look people in the eye and you realize that the things that you're voting on affect the other people in this room, when you can picture a senior citizen who lives up the street and you know that she is going to be impacted in her landlord's decision. When you hear of cutbacks and you walk into the local post office and you talk to the manager there and you know that his hours are cut and he's feeling it. When you look people in the eye and you start to recognize the same people who walk and run on your streets every day and you start to give a nod and next you give a hello and maybe at some point you exchange names. That's how you dwell in a city. That's how you live there and you pray for its peace and you become enactors of that peace. I have to say that as I was, say, that I was telling you guys that I've lived in Cincinnati now 23 years. And we've lived in different neighborhoods. We've lived Price Hill, Madeira, up in Mason, downtown here. And my heart has really enjoyed being right in the heart of the city where things are happening. And we moved here with purpose in order to meet people who were not just like us. We wanted to raise our daughter in a place where she would hear different accents that she would see people who look different than her. And we got that wish. When we first moved to Walnut Hills, we lived in a condo. And there's a lot of stories we can share with you about condo life. But there's people right next to you all the time. There was four, six buildings with four units each. So we were a community. And that, if you talk about community, that is what I picture in my mind. I don't know that I ever understood that until I shared space with people in this city. I mean, we could go out our door and we could see our neighbors from Brazil and India. There were single people there, couples, LGBTQ. We had people who were doctors. We had people who were just graduated and figuring out adulthood. We had people who believed in Jesus and those who did not. But you know what? They loved us, and we loved them in return. And we went through some crazy things together, but it brought us closer together. We just hung out with our neighbors, who we no longer live beside, just this week, because they became true friends. And in that moment, I realized I wasn't just living in Cincinnati. I was participating in it. It felt whole. That's what it means to pray, but not just pray for a place, for a city. Sharing space with people. I feel like connecting with those who are among us. That's what it means to live out peace, to seek the peace of our city. And so I said, 
You may have grown up here. You may have cities in your heart right now in many different places. And I hope that you would pray for peace for all of those cities on your heart right now. But pray for the peace of Cincinnati. Let's as a church live here, be here, be among people and connect with others. So I want to end and I want us to pray together the words from Psalm 122, some from the last verses. And I want us to think about our community, our neighbors as we pray. And you can pray these out loud with me. We're going to put the words on the screen or you can pray within. May those who love you be secure. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. Lord, we thank you for bringing us in this space, in this city, together right now, here at Echo Church. You call us to live and dwell, and dwell meaning to interact with those who we get to be in community with. Lord, you bring people into our lives every day that we pass on the street, that we see in a local business. God, help us to call for peace in this city, relationally with one another, to bring unity here, to love all people. And we call you, God, and say, give us your strength so that we can be the answer to those prayers, that we can show not only peace with one another, but your love that brings peace, your eternal love flow through us this week, your love to bring your peace to this city. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Echo Church. If you ever want to join us in person, we're located in Cincinnati, Ohio, and we meet on Sundays at 1030 a.m. You'll find us at 1301 East McMillan Street. That's in the Walnut Hills neighborhood, just up the street from our city's beautiful Eden Park. Find out more about us on our website, echochurch.org. That's E-C-H-O church dot O-R-G. Have a great week.